You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, iTunes, Stitcher, all those lovely, lovely places. Davey, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Uh, I feel like I'm sick again. You've been like coughing for about seven weeks now. No, that's it's, just how long this, you've lived with me. This is uh, my morning. I, I wake up and I hear. That's about two hours every morning. That's not two hours. That's about. That's how I start my day. Yeah, it's, um, it's not pleasant. I'm 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 not a smoker of cigarettes, and I'm not like a, I, I I don't smoke 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 like a lot of people. But it's definitely something that I have in the morning that like kills me in the morning. Like once I have my shower or like some hot tea, I'm back to normal. But this feels like I'm sick again. This feels like I'm sick. So maybe you should lay off the the wacky backy all right it's legal soon so next week so maybe like lay off until then give Have it a, a week so like you know i'm doing my sober october yeah how good how well is that going uh i've had one blip one so far. one blip one one blip one glass of wine doesn't count yeah as a blip. right a glass of wine is good for your you heart. know what else doesn't count in sober october what? wacky tobacco no, no that wasn't my rule that oh, wasn't my rule right right my rule was uh no alcohol for the month of october apart from when i go to screamers there's like a, a haunted maze thing. All right, so everybody listening at home, make sure you're keeping score. Sober October with one blip, a second blip that was didn't count, weed doesn't count, and then another well, night doesn't count. Considering and then another night. That considering that I normally have at least a drink every day. Sure, sure. To go a month with just it's tough. Three days, like cheating. 
Like that's good enough for me. I'm not. Right. I'm not doing it for anyone else but myself. For my wallet, like October's a pretty slow month at work, sure. so it's a good month to do it. Save a bit of money. Uh, although, like yesterday, the last two days, like summer again. So it is very hot here in Toronto. So work's been pretty good. I think today's going to be a bit cooler, but I. I peeked outside. It still looks pretty nice. It is. I have my window open and I'm like really hot in here. So yeah, it's it's, it's definitely hot. It's pretty but, gorgeous. So sober October. Mm-hmm. You've been doing that. It's yeah. it's not even halfway through. No, but you're you're kicking strong. I'm trying my best. I'm so my best. that's all that anyone yeah. can ever ask for. Exactly. Um, I I think I could do. I cannot drink. Um, mm. Like I like smoking more than I like drinking, but. Um, if you asked me to do that for a month, that would be tough. Yeah. So I understand. It's weird. I've been going into, uh, I've been still going out to like, uh, like Toby's for karaoke and, uh, right. You're miserable now when we go out. No, I've been going and been on like the ginger ale and the root beer and it's been okay. I love when you asked for a root beer the other day and you're like, do you have root beer? And she's like, yeah, I'll get you. Wait, root beer? Non-alcoholic? You're like, yeah. She's like, okay. Because I hate these people as well. The thing is, at least I, like, if I'm going to order a soft drink, I'm still going to tip. Like, well, like, to be honest, sometimes pouring a tea or a water or whatever is is more work than actually pouring a pint or a mixed drink or whatever. So I still tip appropriately um, because it is... uh, it is very annoying as a server when you go over to a table and they're like, one person's just ha- yeah like chilling on one soft drink all night, and then the rest of it is like, yeah, uh, well, you were you were fine to the server, but I know she was like mad, and I was like, oh, he's the DD, and then she's like, oh, okay, in that case, let me get you that root beer right away, and then it was super <laughs> nice all of a sudden. So I tipped her well as well. Yeah, so don't worry about it. Um, well, sober October is going well for you. It's going as as well as it probably was ever gonna go. Uh, you've made it this far. Yeah. I've I've been like the devil on the shoulder. I mean, you live with me, so if I were having a night out and I'm drinking, I'm like, hey, you want to drink? And you're like... Well, one of the days where I had the blip was we discovered I've got a half-open bottle of wine. Well, no, it was fully opened, but half-drank bottle of wine. And wine goes off, so I had to really finish it. Yeah. It's like pancake day. You know how Pancake Day was traditionally uh, to get rid of all the like, like crappy food you got. No. And make yeah, that's why it's Pancake oh. Day because you fast. Okay. So the day before fasting, you're getting rid of all the like, uh, right. like fat stuff. Right. And you make pancakes. Pancakes are good. So my Pancake Day just happened to be like a week through Lent. <laughs> It's all right. At least you're not doing it for uh, religious purposes, and you know nothing. Nothing bad can happen to you. It's just for me, and uh, I saved up enough to buy two K. There you go. So because you weren't drinking, you got enough money to go buy WWE Two K Nineteen, and we played it a bit. Have you? We, I played it like for about an hour or two with you, yeah. and you've been playing it. Uh, yeah, I've been playing. I haven't really tackled it too much yet, but yeah. I've uh, I've had a go at the towers mode. Which is basically like a gauntlet. Mortal Kombat? Um, you, I, I'm not sure. It's, Ooh, yeah. Uh, Sounds like it. It's like a gauntlet. So you've got to... So the first match I had was against Sami Zayn. And it was a <coughs> two out of three falls tables match. Yikes. Then you face Jack Gallagher in a two out of three falls submission match. That sounds tough. He kept beating me. <laughs> um, submission games are hard. Um, yeah, the submission is hard in the yeah. game. 
Um, but also, basically, sorry to interrupt. Uh, basically, you they're doing this thing where you go through the gauntlet and people that like keep doing this and keep doing well, the best people in the world are going to be invited to face whoa. AJ Styles at whoa. WrestleMania and the winner wins like a million dollars. What the like, fuck? Like if you can beat AJ Styles, you win Because apparently he's like the goat. He's like a proper gamer. He's, an, he's, a, he's a huge gamer nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so who would win though in the world of, of gaming? Would it be AJ Styles or Kenny Omega? I feel like AJ Styles would beat him in I the, feel, in the Oh, WWE no, they game. haven't had a match, have they? Uh, no, it was Kenny. Xavier Woods yeah, and, and Kenny. And Kenny. Who think, did win that? I'm pretty sure Kenny won. Right. I could be wrong. They need a triple threat. <laughs> um, but yeah, the game's good. I'm doing career mode. You start off in uh, BCW, uh, like an indie promotion. Uh, you're living out of a van. Nice. Um, Matt Bloom comes to scout your opponent, uh, but then you impress him. So he's like, Whoa. we're going to give you a trial against Braun Strowman in a cage and then uh, you get offered a contract but then on t on like someone's phone you get caught being like I'm better than NXT I should Ooh. be in the main roster and Triple H is like you're done Ooh. you're never having another chance so you're working your way back up again so I like how they put realistic things into a yeah. video game also is so is that the story mode is the voice of the guy you interviewed of AJ Kirsch yeah I interviewed last week the postwrestling.com up on our feed uh, really nice interesting guy yeah. I uh, I urge you to listen to it if you're interested in gaming and wrestling and all that I imagine you're yeah, interested yeah the story's pretty interesting considering everything go listen to David's interview with AJ here and it's pretty interesting because he is like an actor as well, and uh, he's a wrestler, and yeah. he somehow landed this this secret well, role. He, I, I listened, we can't give it away. No, I, I listened to the Austin podcast right. before interviewing him because I didn't really want to cover like the same things because yeah. I know, like myself, I listen to lots of different Podcast. podcasts. Um, and he was saying on Austin's podcast how he was originally uh, hired to do the mocap, so to do all the moves, right? And he blew his knee out. Oh. Uh, during doing that. Sure. And then so thought, that's kind of my opportunity over. And then completely separately from that, he got an audition for the game to do the voice. Right. And ended up getting it. But it wasn't kind of a charity thing like, hey, you can't do that. How about you do this? It was just through sure. his agent, a legit audition. Yeah. So pretty cool. That's interesting. Um, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy because now he's like, getting talked about all over like he probably yeah I keep seeing on things. Twitter he's yeah. had like a load more interviews as well yeah. um, I think my one issue with the game and this is with every game pretty much is and it's the same thing I have with phones like phones I'm like cool like you can now cook dinner from your phone by programming it or whatever I'm like I don't care I just want a phone that lasts a day make a battery that lasts a whole day sure. that's all I care about for a yeah, phone fine. upgrade same with the games. It's like, cool, you're doing all this all this cool stuff, but the load screens, like, they kill me. Like, if I've got an hour before work, right. and I just want to quickly pick up a game and play, I want to get a couple of matches in. Whereas the load screens take forever. The, the scenes are cool, but I feel all of them are like a minute too long. You're just like, I get it. Just, who am I facing? I want to play it now. And... I think it's cool that you're having all this realism with it. Right. But for me, I I just want to fight people. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge gamer myself. I, I play here and there. I, I like video games when you're playing with other people. More yeah. So I, I'm not so much a single gamer unless it's like GTA or Red Dead or something. But um, 
And we gotta try that Spider-Man game. So oh, it's gonna be fantastic. Um, but this game seems pretty fun. My favorite wrestling game is Here Comes the Pain. Uh, it will never be topped for me. But a lot of people say that about No Mercy. But this one's pretty fun. Like I had, we had, we played a few matches. Um, I was Velveteen Dream in a yeah. match. We tried like Adam Cole. Who else is new in this year's? Uh... We did. We did like a Dream Elimination Chamber match. Didn't right. We so did. Uh... I was Andrade. You were. Who were you? Remember. We oh, did. Like, I think I was AJ Styles. You were AJ Styles. We had Eddie Guerrero, Shawn Michaels, The Rock, and was it Chris Jericho? Yes, yeah. all in a chamber. Now that could happen, but Eddie Guerrero. Uh, you the know. Saudis can make it happen. Can the Saudis make like Eddie Guerrero? The Saudis have enough money if they want Eddie Guerrero in a chamber match. They'll at pay for it. The greatest elimination chamber ever. Uh, they could pay for it. It could happen. Somehow, it some way. The Saudis, I trust the Saudis in getting me any dream match ever. Mm. CM Punk versus Triple H? The Saudis. They'll pay for it. They'll do it. Any match you can dream of. I feel like this is almost... This is sort of WCW at the beginning of like the Turner it, age. Just, this is a very WCW. I know a lot of people like, like Raw this week, but... Whatever you want. I'm, I'm not as against it as... Everyone else. It's weird because if this was like the NHL or MLB and the Saudis were paying these company X amount of millions of dollars, it'd be all over the news. It'd be a controversial thing. Yeah. However, in society, no one really gives a fuck about wrestling. Yeah. Other than you. Like, if you're a wrestling fan, you know everything about it and you're, you know things about it and you're into it. But other people are like, oh, it's wrestling. It's already like the lowest of the low. So they don't it's, care. It's so weird because it's the... It's the biggest niche thing I can think of. It is the niche like, thing. It's, it's so niche and underground, yet can sell out a 100,000 seat it's stadium. It's crazy. Like, and move merch. Like You go down the street and people are wearing t-shirts. It's really so. bizarre. Um, yeah, I feel more people like it than... There's a lot of like hidden fans, closet wrestling fans. Work, pretty much everyone in the kitchen watches. Right. And But it just happens like... I'll be talking to one person who knows about it. Yes. And then, like, the dishwasher will go, like, hey, you're talking about Shawn Michaels coming back. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's weird. And that's happened quite a lot. Um, it's going to sound dumb, but, like, can the Saudis pay for, like, Shawn to get his hair back? Probably. Because I feel Shawn with hair, Bald I want to see more than Bald Michaels. Bald Michaels. But... I don't know. I'm interested. I am interested. Saudis could probably give and like him the whole if wig. this then ends up giving us like Shawn Michaels, AJ, Shawn Michaels, Daniel Bryan. Come on! Like if that. the Saudis are gonna pay for me to watch AJ versus Shawn, then I'll watch that match. I mean, you're probably gonna go to Mania next year. Yeah, are the Saudis gonna be there? <laughs> Saudi princess, but like paying for it. Would you rather see a card with like another Shane McMahon match? No, or a card with. AJ Sean. Yeah, but is that how do I know that's gonna happen? I feel I feel we're having a run. Also, I don't know about Sean anymore. Like I I don't I just goes it the whole Saudi thing is weird to me in general because of, you know, politics and things. Sure. I'm not a very someone who's into politics, but it it's fucking disconcerting to me, this mm. whole thing. In my like realistically, like I don't like it. Um, like, is Kevin Owens really injured, or is he just not allowed to perform because he's yeah. Canadian? I don't know. It's weird. Uh, like, if you read things, I don't know. He's actually injured. But, um, is, is, is Shawn Michaels coming back enough for me to be like, ooh, that's fine. Let's just watch that. I think you've got enough, uh, I think you've got enough wrestling there now that 
it's okay to have these guys. It's just like, oh, I'm Shawn Michaels, I retired. No, I don't want to come out of retirement. Sorry, like, I don't. And then the Saudi princes slide in and DMs and it's like, yeah, but 10 mil says you might wrestle with Triple H against Undertaker and Kane. But say anything you've hated doing, any job yeah. you've had that oh, you've hated, sure. and someone said, just do it once again for $10 million. <laughs> I would do it. You'd do it. Anyone would do it. I'll fight any... I'm saying this right now. I will fight anyone for $10 million. (laughs) I would fight Mike fucking Tyson for $10 million. I'll fight a bear. Someone on Twitter said, would you fight Minoru Suzuki? Maybe. That's... That one is a tough one. But literally anyone else for 10 mil, I'd probably fight. So... You know what? I'd just get counted out. (laughs) (laughs) $10 million? Bell rings, slide under the bottom Like, right. realistically, if it's a real fight, I would let the person not, like, not let. Uh, Mike Tyson would literally knock me out. Oh, yeah, but you wouldn't feel it. Exactly. you feel it later. I'd wake up later oh. and be like, wow, I have $10 oh, million. Dollars. A million oh, of that probably is going towards <laughs> getting me my medical treatment from that. But mm. the rest of it, I can now have. So, um, I mean, money isn't everything, but apparently it is. So mm. uh, It's I, easy to say that when you don't have it, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> I know, right? Money can't buy me happiness, but I'm happiest when I can buy what I want and get high when I want. So maybe it is truly happiness. Um, so other than all these things, from 2K to the Saudi princes, how are you? Is there anything else we need to talk about? Um, oh, so update on the haunted chair. Oh my god, maybe that's why I'm sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting like old diseases from ghosts. That um, sounds weird. Oh, you stole something else on the street. So, <laughs> you stole. We've a- now acquired a haunted painting. <laughs> you stole a painting. It's not stealing if it's on the side of the street. I guess so. Um, I guess so. But we've got a lovely uh, painting of the Toronto skyline. It's a Toronto skyline in different colors, like pink, blue, it's green. Maybe pink, yeah. It's like very, very colorful. The sky dome is like green and blue. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um... And you took it off the curb, and you're like, we're taking this. So you put it in our kitchen. It's not on the wall yet, but it's leaning up it against on a table. And we realized, like, it's probably drawn from... I think it's a nine-year-old. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely, like, a little kid's painting. And, like, me and you think it's really funny or whatever. I had a friend over, and... A friend? <laughs> she's like, um... Who who drew that painting in your kitchen? Because it's fucking awful. <laughs> like, yeah, we found it, and he took it. But we were saying, what if, like, years down the line, right. this... I'm assuming it's a girl. Yeah, it has a, it, it's signed J, uh, GB at the bottom with a little heart. And yeah. everything's in pink. I mean, you know, I, I'm pretty sure it's from... So, Georgina Barry uh, sure. painted this painting in, like, 20 years... She could be, like, the top artist in the world. And maybe there'll be an interview and she'll go, yeah, once I... When I was nine, I painted the Toronto skyline and my parents thought it was shit, so put it out on the curb with some old records and stuff they had, and it went. And we could look at that and go, this is the painting. This is it. This is the first painting from Georgina Barry. And it could be worth... $10 $10 million. So we might need, wow. we might not have to fight Minoru Suzuki <laughs> in Saudi Arabia. We could just sell this painting. Hey, it's this I'm, painting. I'm a smart guy. I think ahead. I just want to paint over it. I want the canvas. No, you can't ruin it. All right. You can, you can get canvas from Dollarama. Yeah, but that's probably. Ugh, all right. All right. We'll keep it. It's really ugly. 
I love it. It's really ugly. This painting is really ugly. We'll we'll, uh, we'll put it on our uh, Instagram and Twitter, so you, yeah. you can have it's a... It's probably haunted too, um, man. Who cares? Like, Halloween's <laughs> coming up. <laughs> also, we have, we, have a, we have a Halloween party. Yeah. We haven't talked about that yet. It's October. Before we get into NXT, we're throwing a Halloween party. Also, our housewarming party at the BDE here in Koreatown, Toronto. Um, and we're, we're excited because we haven't had like a party here. We haven't had our friends over, uh, all together. So we're going to do that for Halloween and that'll be great. And then also we're thinking of reviewing, um, some Halloween movies yes. that we'll put on our, our, our post wrestling up next feed. Um, so if you hate us and just want to hear us talk about wrestling, skip those. <laughs> but if you somehow like us and want to hear us review some scary movies for the month of October, uh, let us know on Twitter and Instagram at the Bray D at Davy Portman. Uh, we'll probably start with uh, the classic. We're going to start with Halloween, the original Halloween. The um, new one's coming out in theaters uh, next week, so we'll probably so we'll see we, that as well. We might put up a little uh, feedback thread on the site, um, so we'll probably put that up today. Uh, we want to record in the next few days. Yeah. So um, if you've you don't necessarily have to rewatch Halloween, but any memories you have of it, or if you do go back and rewatch it, yeah. uh, leave us some feedback. Um, this is going to kind of be a taster of what we want to do. We want to start up uh, something else where, yes. we're, where we're reviewing different stuff we outside We want to do wrestling. some more pop culture reviews and stuff like so that. So this will kind of be a, sort of a soft opening for the podcast. Yeah. Um, it's Halloween. We're both horror fans. We yeah. have a lot of listeners who like horror movies as well, so we thought we'd start with that. I know we're going to do Power Rangers down the line. We'll do Power Rangers, uh, hopefully with our friend Scrump from yes, Pro definitely. Wrestling Tees. Um, also, we we were discussing maybe some like short YouTube movies. Um, we Scary saw like clips. The Smiling Man, and yeah, there's there's loads on there, like ten minute YouTube movies. Um, if you have any suggestions, they're they're actually really fantastic. Some I think Smiling Man, Smiling has, Man like, is my favorite. Nine million views. You were not into it when I showed you, and then you were like, "All right." Oh was, no, yeah. it's, creepy. it's creepy. And then I read it's a true story. Did oh, you know that? Okay, well then everyone go YouTube. It's only like three minutes long. It's not it's long. Smiling story. Man on YouTube. It's like an older YouTube video, but it's so. It'll be great. like top of the list. Yeah. Um, so if you have any suggestions of, uh, we might do an episode of like these these short movies, like Max. 10 minutes, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, if you have any suggestions, if you've made any yourselves, um, tweet us at uh, vbrady at Davey Portman. Recommend some, some horror movies or some things for us to review in the, in the future because we're looking to do some of that. But we'll start uh, with some stuff that we want to, uh, whether it be like Halloween, maybe Hocus Pocus, maybe Power Rangers, all things like that because it's October right now. And then uh, we'll see how we do with that. So... Uh, let us know what you think of that, and uh, stay tuned to our Up Next feed, the iTunes and Stitcher feeds. This feed, where you get Up Next every week, is where we'll put it for now. So thank you, uh, everyone who tunes in uh, week by week. Uh, we appreciate you and love you. But... Enough of that nonsense. Yes, let's talk about this week's NXT. Prince Ali, fabulous he, Ali Ababwa. Can you flex, show some respect? NXT from Wednesday, October the 10th, Full Sail University. This is a big addition because it's uh, a promoted main event here. This match, uh, a lot of people are looking forward to. I think this match 
is going to gain a lot of eyes who regularly don't watch NXT or your people who are the TakeOver fans. Those are the fans who are like, I love NXT, but they only watch the TakeOver events. And the match I'm talking about is obviously Kona Reeves versus Keith Lee, which yeah. is tonight. I mean, it's a huge... No, it's the triple threat for the North American Championship. That is our main event. We'll get there because it pretty much takes over more than half the show. But before that, we'll go through some other things, including the NXT champion, Tomasa Ciampa, comes down to the ring to start off this week's episode. He comes down with his theme song that you hate, that I love. No, I... Oh, you I, like his I theme song? I liked it. You oh. hated it. Oh, I, I like his theme song. I like his theme song. Ciampa. Go back. I liked it. I'm pretty sure you don't like no, it. You no, said you, you wanted more classical. No. Yeah, I said it fits him because it's like screaming. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Someone check that. Yeah. Fact check that. I I still... It still starts and I'm like, who's coming out? Oh, I knew who was coming out right away. I oh, like it. Is I'm, it on iTunes and Apple Music yet? He's probably not because he's such a heel, yeah. to be honest. He's uh, not even in the game. Not yet. He's not even in 2K still. That's Annoying. crazy. Uh, Champa comes out and he says... Isn't it great to come out to the greatest theme ever? And he starts talking about his theme song. He says his theme song is possibly the best theme song ever. And the crowd boos him because they can't even just boo him to the ring. Now they have to boo over his theme, which is very funny. He says that in every flock, there's always one to break away that craves attention. And in this flock of NXT, that is Velveteen Dream. Well, Dream... You have the champ's attention. And this is when Velveteen's Dreams music hits. He comes out. He says, you, th you say you're the greatest sports entertainer alive, but really? Really? You think you're a bad, bad man, don't you? But I believe that the title deserves a true experience and not a creepy bald man hiding behind insecurities. Oh. Taking, making, taking shots about bald people, though? Come on. He says, uh, Tommaso Ciampa says, yeah, well, I have a shiny, shiny title belt, and you just want attention. So, Dream, maybe, just maybe, the title says, you're not tough enough. Oh. That's when the crowd goes, oh, shit. The crowd, like, was into this. He was that guy in Tough Enough. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I thought that was a pretty good I dig there. I like that line, yeah. However, I enjoyed Dream's rebuttal here. The Dream says, Dream is man enough and more man than you can handle. Oh, damn. <laughs> so the crowd goes back onto Dream's side. But this is where things got a little bit more interesting. Nikki crosses music hits. She comes down to the ring. Uh, I really liked that le that whole thing of them too because those two digs, those two main digs were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Cross comes in and ruins everything. We needed that gif of, you know, the oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because both lines were very good. Yeah. Um, both guys are two of my favorites, so it's really yeah. tough for me to pick a side there. Um, Nikki Cross slides into the ring and the crowd starts chanting triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to that one day. Uh, Nikki Cross versus Champa versus Dream. Book it. Um, she's acting all crazy, and the crowd starts to chant, Nikki knows a secret. She goes up to Dream, and she points at him and says, I know what you did. 
and she acts all weird and creepy, kind of creeping him out. Then she slides on over to Champa, and he goes to say something into the mic, but she knocks the microphone down to the floor, and the crowd again goes, ooh. Then she goes, like, lays down on the ground instead of picking up the mic to talk into it. And she looks at Champa, and she says, I know what you did, too. Then she gets up, and she slides out of the ring, and Dream leaves, and... Everything's kind of up in the air here because now we're a little confused because she's she first says to dream I know what you did and then now she's saying to Champa I know what you did is she saying that these two are both in on something that we don't know that's what I'm gaining from this mm. so in this investigation of who attacked Alex or Black what do you think so far of this because also <laughs> She she knocks the microphone out of Champa's hand, and then she does that, and then she's just kind of standing there. If this were the Attitude Era, which, if you watch Monday Night Raw, it kind of feels like it is again, Champa would knee her in the yeah. face. <laughs> well, she, then he goes to pick it up, and she kicks yeah, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, he, I thought for sure we were going to get something that I was like, oh my god, is he going to hit her? And he didn't, so... I like... I'm, I'm not a fan of this Crazy Nikki character. Right. Um... But I do like the integration, sort of, the women and the men are always very separate. And I know Nikki's been part of Sanity, so she's been involved in matches, right. but it's it's very rare, especially on NXT, you see this kind of interaction between the, the two different divisions. Yes. So I kind of liked that. Um, I I still don't think they know the payoff to this story. I um, feel like they don't. That's why it's so weird. It's mm. like... Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's another subtle hint that gets dropped later in this episode, yeah. so maybe it will tie in together. But it's definitely interesting. Um, so we'll see what happens in the investigation there. <laughs> sounds so weird talking yeah. about investigations. It's still going on. Like, fucking, Regal's the worst general manager. <laughs> Just get the police involved. Like, literally call the cops. It, she should have told you One of already. my employees got fucking killed in the parking lot. <laughs> Just find out who did it. <laughs> Excuse me, officer. Yeah, here's the footage. Here's Nikki Cross. She says she saw. All right, let's get her. In. <laughs> like, fuck, solve this. Are the Orlando police this awful? They could go deeper where it's like, Nikki knows, but she's been like, being like, yo, if you say a word, <laughs> you're dead. True. Then say like, that. Then she, say that. She then like reveals and goes into witness protection. Yo, like and then she changes Smackdown. her gimmick. <laughs> she changes her gimmick yeah. and she's on SmackDown. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> She'll just be a conquistador. <laughs> <laughs> like solve this. Solve this. Regal is a terrible general manager. Just saying. Like your your champion, your main guy, your ex champion, I guess, got injured, and you're like, better throw an investigation that's gonna take fucking three months. Like no, dude. Solve this. I could probably figure it out in time. <laughs> um, it shows our UK champion, Pete Dunne. He's backstage taping up his wrists with tape in his mouth. Uh, I thought that was funny. Um, we go to our next matchup. It was set up a few weeks ago. Keith Lee versus NXT's finest, Kona Reeves. Um, I wrote here that I, I enjoyed the character of Kona Reeves, but I don't like... Kona Reeves. Whereas I like Keith Lee, not sure if I believe in the character of Keith Lee. Sure. We'll get we'll, we'll touch more on that uh, after Yeah, I've got similar notes. Um 
It is Mauro Ronaldo who says that Lee was, uh, you know, a former football player and that once pulled a Jeep 40 and a half yards in like 20 seconds. Uh, so remind me never to talk bad about Keith Lee because <laughs> he is a mountain of a man. Um, there's a Kona's trash chant, which I, be- I-, I love. Like trash is it's just a funny thing. Um, I like his new attire. Which? Uh, Kona's. Right, he's he's blinged it, out. It wasn't the the furry jacket anymore. He's like blinged um, out. He's finest. And also, I, uh, Keith Lee's entrance. I had to rewind because I was listening to the music and I was like trying to work it out. And then I was like, is is that some sort of rapping over it or whatever? And then I went back and it was just Percy Watson talking about Keith Lee. Oh, but his God. mic was really quiet. Oh, so maybe because I had it on pretty quiet because it was yeah. like, but. I was like, is it, what are the lyrics? And then I go back, oh no, it's just Percy Watson talking. Percy Watson is, does the vocals on Keith yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounded like. <laughs> Basking in his glory. Uh, the match starts off here with, they, they square off, they stand off and they look at each other. And Kona starts yelling at him like, fight me, give me your best shot. So Keith Lee does that. They go back and forth. There's a huge double chop in the corner and the crowd is super loud into this match and they chant one more time. Keith Lee hits a standing drop kick, then a belly-to-belly throwing Kona outside the ring. Um, the spot here, Kona kind of botches it. He, I wrote, Kona shittily. I don't know if shittily is a word, but fuck it, it is now. <laughs> Kona shittily uses the apron to do one of the, throws the apron over the guy's head and then punches him. Yeah. But he lifts the apron and it falls before he lands the punch, therefore negating any effect of a dirty tactic. But I'll let it go, because it doesn't really matter. Um, he hits Keith Lee here, he goes into the ring, hits a Ted DiBiase kind of elbow drop off like the second rope here, uh, Keith Lee kicks out, um, Keith finally hits back, gets like this huge shoulder tackle, like the pounce almost, then what he calls the supernova, a fireman's carry into like a jackhammer slam kind of thing, Morrow says it's like a fireman carry with a jackhammer, this is exactly what I wrote before he said it, makes sense, the supernova. Keith Lee pins Kona Reeves, uh, just like we all thought what would happen. Um, yeah, I dig Keith Lee. I have not seen too much of him before. I've seen some of him, and I think he's impressive. For me, it's the only thing is his kind of his character. If you took this Kona Reeves character and stripped it from him and gave it to, to Keith Lee, it'd be super interesting mm. because Keith Lee already has the look, like a look, like he's big, he's good looking. He's super athletic. The guy is huge, and he's dropping down, doing drop kicks, doing crazy moves. The only thing is, he comes out. He's he's wearing like indie trunks. He's wearing like a hoodie with a silhouette of himself on one side of it, zipping it up. It just doesn't. This is not coming I, together for I, me. No, I know what you mean. It's he's gonna. He should be a star. It's enough. He should be. A big I feel star. it's enough on the indies to just have like the bask in his glory thing, and that's pretty much it. He yeah. He smiles. You bask in his glory. Great. And Sell your picture he's for really yeah. good at wrestling. Sure. But, yeah, it's... I, I put... I think he's really impressive. He I is. don't see him doing much more than Cassius Ono's done. Yeah. And I worry, like, it could even be an Apollo Crews. Right, yeah. Because I, I saw loads of Apollo Crews on the Indies. And right. he's fucking great. He is. They moved him up too early... And what is he? He's a guy that smiles and now doesn't even have the time to show how he impressive smiled. he is. He doesn't even smile anymore. Um, so, yeah, I, 
I don't quite know where Keith Lee's going to fit in. Uh, who well, knows? He just maybe got they, here, so true. Maybe they push him to the to the top. Um, but yeah, we we need more character now. Okay, you've beat Kona Reeves. Let's let's dig a little deeper. Like okay, you can walk with like a big powerful man walk, and you smile, and you can bask in glory. That's that doesn't do for, like that's not a character. So I'm just wondering what the character is because he's 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 Fuck sick. It, he took out Black. Yeah, like. like Honestly, like you need something here, like the the where I don't know, I don't know. Or didn't something. didn't someone uh, suggest he tags with uh, Dijak? Dijak? Yeah, that could sure. be cool. Sure. That could be cool for the dusty class. Because we're yeah, because we're getting um, like they're gonna run out after War Raiders. Like sure. I don't know who's gonna retain there, but after that, you're gonna start running out of tag teams unless sure. you cycle again. So that could be cool. Um, I, I think he's great though. Oh yeah. I just think they need something to kind of get, like, I know you, you have a cool look. He looks so cool. He's actually really talented. I just, there needs to be something, then a guy who just wears trunks and a hoodie. Like it just needs something yeah. more there. Uh, and I'm sure that's why he's in NXT and they're going to figure it out. Yeah. Cause I feel like one day he will be champion many times. Uh, we go to a video package for Shayna Baszler. It's her in like slow motion running, uh, training and and all these things for her rematch against Kyrie Sane at WWE Evolution. She says in the video package here that she, she became a champion in NXT so fast, quicker than any other wrestler or superstar. She she didn't win the Mae Young Classic last year, but look how far she's come. But then Kyrie beat me. And I admit it, I slipped up. But what's stupid is these people these people need to know that Kyrie really didn't beat me I just had a misstep and at evolution this time I'm prepared and I will beat Kyrie and I will take back what is mine I I quite liked this yeah I did um, too because you watch back and she's kind of right Kyrie didn't Kyrie didn't hit her with her elbow and pin her that way it was right. it was just a shift in weight managing to get the pin Wow, you're defending Shayna Baszler no, I'm against just, your, I like, your girl. I like the storytelling here. No, I like actually it, really like it. It's a complete. This heel, makes it's a complete heel thing to do, but right. adds to her kind of more legit sports background, where right. this is a real fight, and uh, yeah, I know. I I am the one who like shits on Shayna Baszler, but I, videos like these help me get interested in characters because it just mm. does it so well. And like the people who put these together, like last week was the one with Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Like, the people who put these things together to help get these wrestlers over are really doing a good job. I thought this was great. I, I want to see this match. Like, yeah. it sounds great. Am I becoming a Shayna fan? Who knows? I, I like her. I think she's really good. She could be great. Um, yeah. Shayna Baszler's going to beat Kyrie Zane. I It wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. I, I would have thought they'd have moved her up by now. Unless she's... She could, like lose and then be involved in the Ronda thing and that can be a way sure. of moving her up yeah. but um, I I wouldn't be surprised if they keep her in NXT a bit longer well Kyrie Sane is backstage she's being interviewed by all the media scrum probably, probably Dan Matha um, basically she says here that she is so excited to compete at WWE Evolution and that Shayna Baszler knows I will beat her again and she walks off here. What do you think of your girl? Cute. Kyrie. She's very... <laughs> she, she's 
Kawaii, which is uh, cute in Japanese. Nice. Nice. Yeah, see what I did there. Um, yeah, she's very cute, Dave. Um, <laughs> I'm interested in that match. I think it'll be good. It's, I think it it'll is, be better than the last one. The last two. Like, this will be the fourth time we've seen the match now. Yeah, and wait, really? Yeah, I guess so. May Young, they had a TV match right. where Shayna won, and then Brooklyn. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it again. I think so, too. I think they're going to do a completely different style match than they did the last time. I mean, if they're going by what the video packages are saying, like Shane is going in proper it'll be hard MMA hitting. for Yeah, this it'll be a hard-hitting match, I think. Um, we show a clip of Ricochet. He's backstage with his North American Championship, which is on the line tonight. He's walking with his hoodie on in the back. He's getting ready for that match. It cuts to William Regal. He's backstage. He's being interviewed now by some sort of a scrum, probably Dan Matha. He says, I, I don't want to reveal my remaining suspects, but I'm still working on the case. God damn it, William Regal. Figure this out. You're you're an ex-wrestler. Like, books matches. Like, get the fucking police in. The cops. Uh, he says that Nikki Cross allegedly says... She, uh, Nikki Cross knows who did it, but he can't get Nikki Cross to, to tell it. This is where Cassius Ono is here. He says, hey, Regal, just wondering if you gave any thought to the last time me and you had a conversation. He says, you don't think I'm a threat. Well, where's your new shiny toy? William Regal says, uh, like, I know, Cassius, that you are uh, innocent, in this investigation, so don't worry about it. He goes, I, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about your shiny new toy. Where is it? When is he going to show his face again? He says, Regal, you obviously don't know what I'm about, and you don't know who took out Alistair, so maybe your new shiny toy is the one who did it, bro. So Cassius Ono now throwing allegations that... Matt Riddle. That Matt Riddle is the, the one who took out Aleister Black to kind of get ahead here. And William Regal uh, kind of is upset by that and, and walks off here. But the camera pans over with Cassius Ono still standing there. And it's Nikki Cross. And she looks over all creepy and sadistic and she says to Cassius, I know what you did. Are we getting a Boy. WWE movies starring Nikki Cross of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. Is that what we're getting? I Know What You Did Last End of Summer, I guess it was. It was, summer, it was still summer, yeah. yeah. I Know What You Did Last Summer. Nikki Cross, Cassius Ono. The Miz, probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't make any... Is it an ABC movie? Probably. Um, so, is she alluding that Velveteen Dream, Champa, and Cassius Ono all did something evil, dastardly? They're all maybe involved. Seems that way. Maybe they're a new team, a faction. Yeah. Um, what was his t-shirt? <coughs> the other week he was wearing a Tyson Kidd and Cesaro one. He had one saying the Everest style, uh, but this, I wasn't sure. Uh, this it. one had a German suplex on it, and because there's a man... I don't know if you know this guy. His name is John Pollock. Yeah, I've, I think I've heard of him. He's fantastic. You should all follow him. I am John oh, Pollock. Oh, he's AJ Kirsch lookalike guy. Yeah, he right? kind of looks like him, yeah. actually. Actually, you... He kind of, that guy looks like you and John put together, just saying. <laughs> it's weird. Um, John posted a picture of Cassius Ono and William Regal from this segment on his Twitter. 
And the shirt is a uh, Yoshihiro Takayama shirt. It's a German suplex t-shirt. So uh, John shouting out Kachisono with his t-shirt game always being on point. Because, yeah, he always has some really cool t-shirts uh, on NXT. And it's like his hair was kind of covering it so he could get away with it at yeah. the same time. So I like that. Also, it's because he just doesn't have his own shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I say that. I own a Chris Hero Wu-Tang t-shirt somewhere so he he actually stole my friend's photo for yeah 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 <laughs> steal it. allegedly allegedly there we go what a what a thief <laughs> i still love you cashisono and actually uh matt riddle versus cashisono that should be that should, awesome. should be a banger yeah. yeah all right we go to our main event of the evening the match everyone wants to see the triple threat match for the north american championship pete dunn ricochet and Adam Cole. Um, Adam Cole comes down to the ring without Undisputed Era because they are banned from ringside, I believe, mm -hmm. or they're getting ready for their match next week. Um, this match is incredible. We got to see Ricochet versus Pete Dunne a few weeks ago, and some of our listeners, and me and you, say there should be NXT TV Match of the Year candidates yeah. because that one was one of them. This one, going to give it a run for its money because this was... Fantastic. Um, this was about like 20 minutes plus and just craziness from all three of these guys who are totally at the top of their game right now. Um, the match starts off and all three just stare at each other and clearly Pete Dunne and Ricochet hate Adam Cole more than they hate each other because they go to chase him but they realize both guys are going after Adam Cole and Adam Cole's like, hey, what the hell? Like, You're, you're both teaming up on me? Like, what the fuck? So then they do just that, and they pound on Adam Cole. Uh, Ricochet hits his dropkick, handstand combo thing. Uh, there's a surfboard from Pete Dunne on Cole, and then Ricochet dropkicks Cole's head while he's defenseless, which is really cool. Uh, Ricochet locks in a cloverleaf at some point on Pete Dunne, but gets out of it. Ricochet does a moonsault to the outside onto Pete Dunne, slides back, springboard European uppercut, for a two count on Adam Cole. Watching Ricochet and trying to write notes is so hard to do, but I'm trying. There is a double single leg crab on both guys from Pete Dunne. So he's got Ricochet's leg and Cole's leg both in a single leg crab here. Um, there's like a series of counters after counters. There's a cheeky Nando kick counter. There's a standing star press on Dunne from Ricochet. Ricochet then does a springboard moonsault into the ring, like an Asai moonsault but then gets super kicked by both Pete Dunne and Adam Cole, just like the takeover spot where Adam Cole super kicked Ricochet upside down in midair. They did it here, but they both kicked him in the head. Craziness. Uh, Pete Dunne works on Cole and starts stomping on his fingers and then super kicks him. Uh, Dunne bends and stomps his fingers and then stomps him on the, the, the steel steps there. But this is where Ricochet goes for a moonsault, lands on his feet, then gets super kicked again, and then Pete Dunne moonsaults onto Cole and Ricochet. Like I said, this match is insane. There's just so many things. There's super kicks, moonsaults, everywhere. Pete Dunne throws Ricochet into the ring, hits an X-plex into a powerbomb. It's a one, it's a two. Adam Cole breaks up the pin. However, Pete Dunne should use that as a 
is a finish sometimes. The X-plex into a power. Yeah. So the X-plex is where you lift the guy for a suplex, but then you kind of throw him Release forward him. Yep. and throw him forward and flip him over. Where, in, where he does that, he flips him into the power bomb and then pins him right away. It looks so, so cool. Like, if Pete Dunne doesn't start using that in every match as a finish, someone else will steal that and use it as a finish because it looks so cool. Um, use it as a finisher. Ricochet then hits a double Frankensteiner off the top rope. Double meaning he does a crazy top rope Huracan Rana off Cole and Pete Dunne. Crazy, crazy shit. There's a reverse Rana, then a flatliner on Pete Dunne from Ricochet, but he kicks out somehow, some way. Adam Cole tries to get a roll-up with the ropes, but it doesn't work, which leads to Pete Dunne connecting with the bitter end on Adam Cole, but a shooting star press from Ricochet... Uh, breaks that up, but gets caught in a triangle. Yeah. Like like I said, it's really hard to to describe these things because there's just so much going I on. I put here, bitter end into shooting star, into triangle, into powerbomb, into finger snap, into Adam fucking Cole. Awesome, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so he hits a, a shooting star, but gets like off the top rope from Ricochet. But as he lands on Pete Dunne, he gets caught in Pete Dunne's triangle hold here. Ricochet lifts him up, with a power bomb, but as he's going to power bomb him, Pete Dunne works on the fingers and snaps them, which leads to a super kick from Adam Cole, which leads to a last shot on Ricochet, which leads into the suplex lift into the Ushiguroshi, kind of the knee lift there, like uh, he does it, but this one... Just it's like a suplex into a Ushiguroshi rather yeah. than like a vertical suplex rather than the off the shoulders. Yeah, it's, a, it's an Adam Cole staple as well. Like yeah. Ken, Kenny does it and calls it something else. I'm blanking on the name where he kind of folds the guy's leg. Hmm. Uh, Adam Cole does it as well, but this one looked nasty. Yeah. Adam Cole sold it like he died. Like this Adam, was the best sequence. Sorry, sorry. Pete bit. Dunne sold it like he died. Uh, Adam Cole hits the move on him here. And Pete Dunne kicks out. And Full Sail is going fucking crazy for this. Yeah, that was my favorite part here. That whole thing was just crazy. It didn't stop. Um, Pete Dunne kicks out and the crowd doesn't know what to do. Then somehow Pete Dunne fights back and hits the bitter end on Adam Cole once again. But as he's still recovering, out of nowhere... Ricochet hits a 450 splash and breaks up the pin and pins Pete Dunne. What a fucking match. Ricochet retains. Wow, holy shit. If you are a person who does not watch NXT regularly, this is one of the matches you have to yeah. see. Um, wow. What I liked was, I as the match went on, I, I it started with me going, okay, Ricochet's going to retain. Of and then as it went on... Every combination made sense to yes. me. It was like, they're building up that first-time-ever dual champion. Like, Pete Dunne could win it. And there were moments where I thought, oh, this is it. And then Adam Cole, I was like, I kind of see him getting the gold back. Like, yeah. just a, a quick hot potato between the two. I, I can see that completely happening. Um, so I bit on every false finish in the match. Uh, I liked right at the beginning. It felt like when I played 2K, there was a bit... Uh, Dunn had uh, Cole in, was it a sharpshooter or he had him in a submission and Ricochet is just standing there and it's like, yep, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's yeah. what I do in triple threats. <laughs> I just stand back and then get the odd cheap shot in. Yeah. Um, also, apparently this has been the case for a few weeks now. Have you noticed they've updated the Undisputed Era symbol? No. They've now added a little bit at the bottom. So it's got the S of strong. Oh, as well. I didn't even notice. Yeah. That. No, I, oh, cool. 
I noticed it and then Googled it. Apparently, it's been like that since August. Okay, but. yeah, since they've like had new shirt, I'm yeah. assuming, yeah. Uh, that's cool. Um, Trying to think any other notes. Yeah, just, just an insane match, insane finish, uh, awesome sequences. Go check it out. Yeah, this was crazy. I mean, um, I, I watched, just a few days ago, I watched Kenny Omega versus Kota Ibushi versus Cody. And that is one of the best triple threats I've ever seen. This is, I don't know which one I like better, but this was fucking fantastic. It was so good. Um, Adam Cole is at the top of his game. Like, he needs to be, and I think he needs to be kind of slotted into the main title here. Yeah. He didn't win this one, so it kind of frees up, ricochet a feud with someone else. And apparently, Pete Dunne is injured. Yes. Because apparently it's a pretty severe injury. Like, his foot is actually kind of hurt. Yeah, so, so he's, he's most likely from out dates, yeah. of uh, Survivor Series TakeOver. Yeah. Um, which is going to affect the War Games plans. I would say so. Plans. Um, so, I, I'd have thought originally it was going to be, what was it, Raiders, Ricochet, and Dunn against Undisputed Era. Right. I don't know if Bobby Fish would be back in time either. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go. Are we going to have it like last year where we have three teams of three? Are we going to go 4v4? Um, but yeah, it unfortunately looks like Dunn will be out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's too bad because I know he was supposed to come here with as British Strong Style with Bait and Trent Seven here to Toronto for Destiny. And they announced, like, hey, he, he can't be here. So, right. clearly, uh, he's he's out. Hopefully, hopefully, he has a speedy recovery. Um, but what a match. If this is one of the last matches we'll see of him for a little while, what a one to go out with yeah. right now because this was fantastic. Um, next week on NXT, we will get Nikki Cross versus Bianca Belair one more time. And we will also see Undisputed Era put their tag titles on the line against the War Raiders. So obviously next week is a huge setup for the TakeOver yeah. card down the line. So. Do you see a title change next week happening? Uh, no. No, neither do I. No, because... Um, do you see some screwy finish? Of course a screwy finish. Always a screwy finish. Adam Cole was not pinned in this triple threat match tonight. And I know... The heel persona of Adam Cole will make sure we all know that next week. I'm counting on Adam Cole being like, well, I wasn't pinned. This is bullshit. Yada, yada, yada. So he kind of helps his boys out. And Raiders with the chase kind of sounds better with yeah. the tags. So that could be a lot of fun. So that's next week on NXT. But wow, what a main event. I love when the match, one match kind of is given that much time. If it's deserving, like... They're, I like they're it. doing it more yeah, often now. I which, like it. Um, like we've had so many takeover caliber matches on TV Good. recently. Yeah, um, which is what they should be doing when there's such a long stretch between pay per views. Right. Um, they've filled it really well. I just I like this in my in my like. Uh, there's rumors of NXT going to two hours. Oh, really? um, lately because there's, they're doing this whole expansion thing. Mm. They want to make more NXT have more properties other places, like the NXT UK, right? They're going to do NXT other places as well. So they're thinking of making NXT a two-hour show, which I kind of hope like they don't right now mm. because I like having a one-hour show where everything is kind of compact. It leaves you wanting more, and then you tune in again. Whereas like sometimes you know you do your three-hour runs, it's like, okay, I'm done. I'm I feel if you do two-hour shows, you probably need more than the five takeovers. 
Yes, you'd have to promote more things. Um, unless you just do longer takeovers. But it's it's a lot to build. Like, especially, we've gone August through to November without a takeover. Right. If you've got two-hour shows between that, it's... Well, it's twice the work. It's going to be a struggle. Whereas, yeah, I don't need that in my life right now. Leave it the way it is. Things are things are things are good. Right. Shall we head to feedback? <laughs> yes. Forum.postwrestling.com. Every Wednesday night, we put that up on our forum.postwrestling.com. Put our feedback thread. You can comment and and write some questions in for the show. Every week, it's always free. Such as our shows. Do you want to go first? Sure. Jake from the Windy City. Awesome main event tonight. The talent level in this match ensured a really good match, and my favourite part about the finish was Ricochet winning the match with a move that wasn't his finisher. I will criticise Dunn just a little bit. The guy's great, but since he doesn't win matches with moves that aren't his finisher, his near falls lose just a bit of drama. Back to the match, a good clash of styles. Ricochet has his high-flying stuff. Dunn has his UK brawler stuff. Cole has his WWE-style stuff. No one seemed out of place because they did wrestle a unique offence. If I were to compare this to recent big-time NXT TV main events, this wouldn't be my favourite, but still over-delivered without a doubt. Brayden, this week John and Way are doing Rewind Away on NXT Arrival that took place on 27th of February 2014. What do you remember about the show four years ago? Looking back on the network, it was kind of sad for some of the talent that flourished in developmental, seeing them today not being used well in the main roster. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's right about the main, the triple threat. Like, it had the three different styles, and that's what kind of made it, like, super good. And his comment about Arrival, yeah, I mean, that had the... Bo Dallas, Adrian Neville in a ladder match. Yeah. Uh, was it Charlotte V... No, Paige V. Emma? Uh, all I remember is Sami Zayn and Cesaro. In a two out of three fall. Stealing that insane. show. They stole that show. And... Too cool versus the Ascension. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a card! Yeah. What a card! Um, yeah, it's he's saying. Is it interesting looking back at all those NXT stars and like how they are now in the main roster? Um, for me, like I remember, like look at the Ascension. They're still on TV somehow, some way. I'm not a huge fan of them. Mm. I wasn't a huge fan of them back then. I'm not, I'm still not a huge fan of them now. But they're making their money, so mm. good good for them. Um, for me, though, it's always, um, it always goes to that, it wasn't on this card, it was a few later, um, the the Fatal 4-Way, which was Tyson Kidd, yes. Neville, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, and Tyler Breeze. Yep. And that is always upsetting to me, because it's like, uh, Tyson Kidd, he's out with his injury, he's he's working all his side stuff, and I'm, I don't know if he's working with the WWE still, in some regard. Yeah, yeah, somehow, some way. Um, then you got... Uh, Neville, who's now left the company, he's come back now with Dragon Gate mm. um, as Pac again, which is cool. Then we have Sami Zayn, who is on the main roster, who's uh, he's, he's, out, he's out right injured. now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he hasn't really got that 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 push yet, that run yet. And then you have Tyler Breeze, who is like the real like the one everyone likes to make fun of because he's just he was that character and then got brought to the main roster and just flopped. But then he he made chicken salad out of chicken shit with that whole those vignette, vignettes yeah. with uh, with Fandango. Uh, Fandango so like it just it's just interesting to see where or Bo Dallas and Neville was the main event of that and then like Bo Dallas is Bo Dallas so I don't know it's interesting to see who goes where years later yeah it depends I mean if you're looking at sort of being successful as being a main event guy right. and being the champion Sure, right. not many of them sure. have succeeded, but 
if you're looking at it as regularly being on TV, yeah, making their money for sure, being known worldwide, like Bo Dallas is yeah. doing fine, yeah, like Tyler Breeze is doing fine, exactly. Uh, Sami Zayn's been doing great, like con considering sort of the size, his style, his look, and everything. Uh, he's kind of over delivering in a sense in like he's been in main right. stories and stuff sure he's not been in that title picture yet maybe that will never happen which is a shame because he is someone that yeah. does deserve that but still he's he's a top guy I think in the company for sure he's a great wrestler he's a great worker um, so yeah uh, go check out John Way's review of NXT Arrival uh, let's go to the next here feedback Chris from Australia He's got some feedback on the Super Showdown card, which we both, uh, we watched some of it. I watched just the match I wanted to watch. Yeah. And that was Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy, which I thought was fantastic. I, I re-watched it with you, and yeah. I, I like, enjoyed it just as much second time round. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It's a great match. Um, Chris from Australia says here that he was there live at the MCG for the Super Showdown, and the general consensus was that Buddy was going to lose, especially after the Iconics had won their match earlier in the night. He says Buddy revived an enormous cheer as he walked to the ring. There was lots of Buddy and Aussie chants. However, it felt for sure that Cedric was retaining after the Falcon Arrow, followed by the Lumbar Check. The area I was in got to their feet and felt something special was about to happen, and at our surprise, Buddy hit... It's the Murphy's Law for the 1-2-3. Honestly, it was my match of the night and was amazing to see how far all three Aussies have come in only five years. I myself, I'm not Australian, but I love when something like this happens. Like, there has not been Aussie wrestlers really in WWE. Nice. So you get Peyton Royce and Billy Kay here. Sure, they're a tag team. They do their thing. They're pretty fun. They're entertaining. Mm. Buddy Murphy, he's a cruiserweight. He he's was in NXT. He's made somewhat of a splash, but somehow they made this feel so special. Oh, absolutely! This. Like you could see people in the crowd were so behind him, and watching that at home made me love it even more. I thought it was so fantastic. I love that he won. It made some. It probably made headlines over there in Melbourne, like yeah. as it should have. As absolutely. it should have. Uh, I thought it was so great. So congratulations to Buddy Murphy and to all that, all the Aussies. We're behind him. It's just so so cool to see that. Like, it's world wrestling entertainment. World wrestling entertainment. Not everything revolves around the United States. <laughs> um, he goes into some NXT feedback here. Who's someone who's seen very little but knows of Keith Lee before? The hype is justified. And what a main event. He's got a few other questions here. Uh, has any official work st on a starting date for NXT UK? I believe they actually yeah, have. Yeah, it's put next it. Wednesday. Yeah. It starts 8 p.m. Uh, British Standard Time. Wow. So for us, that will be uh, <coughs> 3 p.m. Okay, so we'll get the UK show as well. I might have to check it out. Uh, we'll talk about it next week at some capacity, yeah. I'm sure. He's got a very important second <laughs> and last question here. Have either of you tried... An actual Aussie meat pie. And no, we don't go American pie with them <laughs> like Jimmy Uso did uh, on the card there. Yes, actually, I have done some travels. I'm a big fan of a man named Anthony Bourdain. 
Uh, I watched all his shows, um, you know, uh, Parts Parts Unknown. And because of him, when I was in Sydney, I had to try a place called uh, Harry's Cafe de Wheels. And if there's any Aussies listening, I may have butchered the name or I'm ter- telling a terrible story. But this place was amazing. I got this meat pie. It was something tiger meat pie. They put mashed peas on it and mashed potatoes and then gravy. And I put like hot sauce. And then I ate it in uh, in a Sydney Harbor there. It was fantastic. One of my favorite days that I've had. And it was, an, it was a meat pie. But I've tried them a bunch in Australia. And there's a place here in Toronto that's pretty popular. Run by a bunch of Aussies that do them here as well. Aussie meat pies. They're delicious. And no, I didn't... Uh, I, uh, I've not tried an Aussie meat pie, but meat pies are very popular yeah, in the UK. Yeah. Um, and from that commercial, it, they look very similar to Aussie meat pies. We have a place called Greg's, a bakery, Greg's. and they do meat pies. Uh, they're not for me. I'm not yeah, really big good. into meat pies, um, but they are very popular. I'll tell you, an Aussie food I do love are these uh, these chips. Like We have Lay's here in Canada and North America. Um, but there's something, I think they're called like Sam's or Smith's or something like that. And like Aussies love chicken flavored things like chicken flavored chips or crisps. Sure. They're so amazing. Like my friend Shane just traveled to the, uh, to the uh, Australia, the Australia. And I told him to bring me back these chips, which he did. Um, and they're so good. They're just chicken chips. I don't understand them. However, kangaroo. Also delicious. Um, oh wow. We have another one from Sydney. Uh, Dave from Sydney. What up BDE? My goodness, what a main event. I can't believe they did the moonsault kick to the face spot again. (laughs) So fucking good. This is how you book a perfect triple threat with everyone getting their spots in and it doesn't feel like a singles match at times. Those three boys are all at the top of their game. Flame emojis. Yes. Uh, Champa and Velveteen are finally starting to heat up. I feel it's going to be a good pre-main event match before the War Games match at the next takeover. Can't wait for the Ono and the Bro to rumble in the near future. Keep up the solid work, boys. Yeah, I'm actually more excited for Dream and Champa than I thought I would be. I think I want to see that match at the TakeOver. I think that's the one I want to see. Uh, I think it'll be great. Jalen from Pickering. Davey, enjoyed your interview with AJ more than I thought I would. You are a good interviewer and AJ was a great guest. Thank you. Now on to NXT. Well, the wrestling world has gotten some pretty good triple threats in the past few days. Nikki Cross feels too much right now. But this week was the best use of her in a long time. Champa is Midas, and a program with the Velveteen Dream sounds like fun experience. Also, the new opening is fire. Good job, NXT. Yeah, the opening has like a few updates in the beginning of the yeah. show as well, I noticed. Uh, Gary from Dallas. This was a great episode of NXT. The Full Cell crowd seems to get a lot of crap, but I really enjoy how invested they are in the characters and how quick they can be. I love that they played into Nikki's crazy character with the Nikki has a secret chant. Yeah. And the three-way main event was simply spectacular and would have been worthy of a takeover card. Yeah, I liked how they, they, they jump into things and help things. Like, lately I haven't, we haven't crapped on them because they've been pretty good. Yeah. Like, especially the Johnny Gargano Champa storyline. Like, yeah. They helped that so much, in my opinion. Carlos from sunny Scotland. Well, the show was okay until the main event. Wow. Everyone looked strong but was surprised it was a clean finish if they are going to continue this three-way feud, though it was a poor match to see Keith Lee. And is always great to the promo. I, grammar. Though it was <laughs> to, uh, no, though it was a poor match, to see Keith Lee is always great. Right. And the promo to begin NXT was getting fun while you guys will still crap on Cross. I do like her, but just who shot Black 
story needs to end now. Yeah, I mean, the Nikki Cross thing is weird. We're just kind of over her mm. in general. The character is just kind of childish, I guess. But it it's it's entertaining. I don't know. It was fine. Question, can you guys see a move up for NXT talent coming in the next six months? Seems some stuff is feeling stale and moving some guys up makes room for fresh matches. No, don't take anyone no, away. No, I think eventually Undisputed will go up. Yes. Uh, but they'll be pushed right into a main program. I think Night After Mania or something like that, they'll come in and attack the right. top guy. Um, but no, I don't really want to see any... The, the main roster is so bloated as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to see anyone go up yet. And that's it for feedback for NXT. Um, but but we still have some th- some things to talk about. Yeah, I'll go into 205 in maybe 205 seconds, maybe right. a bit longer. Um, what happened? What happened on 205 Live? Buddy Murphy celebration? We start off with a recap of Buddy Murphy winning the Cruiserweight Championship in Melbourne. We then go into Leo Rush coming into the ring. He cuts a program, uh, sorry, cuts a promo uh, offering an open challenge to prove the man of the hour wrong. He goes, whoever it is, better come correct because the man of the hour is here to collect. Lince Dorado answers the challenge. They start the match with trading wrist locks and arm drags. Both hit a drop kick at the same time. Dorado hits this interesting splash where he just falls on him. Uh, Dorado goes to the top, but Rush hits a handstand kick to the head, knocking him to the floor, followed by a Lope Suicida. Rush maintains the advantage for most of the match. He's mocking Dorado, saying he's a pussycat and needs some milk. Rush goes to take the mask off Dorado, but Dorado comes back with a big crossbody. Rush hits a twisting unprettier. Dorado then hits a Bronco Buster, followed by a springboard stunner. Corkscrew to the outside. Dorado goes to the top to finish him off, and Mike Canellis music hits. Mike push, pushes Dorado off the top for the DQ finish. He then hits a twisting DDT. They say Canellis has been back, has been on the roster for almost two years now and barely been seen. Right. So this is his slot. He's now on 205 <coughs> Live. Excuse you. Um, Buddy Murphy cuts a promo saying he won't appear tonight as he will be staying in Melbourne. Uh, the champ does what he wants when he wants and will come back to 205 when he's ready. Uh, Mustafa Ali checks up on Cedric, says he has a match in two weeks against Hideo Itami and it will be a fool's count anywhere. He also says that he thinks Cedric is getting back into the ring too soon. We go to Jack Gallagher and Drew Gulak. Uh, Gulak says Kendrick was a wound that they needed to cut out before it festered. Kendrick lost his edge and was getting too sentimental and that was holding them back. And next week they will take out Akira Tozawa. So next week we have Drew Gulak versus Akira Tozawa. Tony Nese versus Cedric Alexander is the main event. It's great back and forth to start the match. Cedric selling that he is rattled from his loss and Nice is trying his best to get into his head. Nice goes for a moonsault, which Alexander moves away from, but Nice lands on his feet, dodges a clothesline with a matrix escape, shows off his muscles to get into Cedric's head and then eats a drop kick to the face. Nice drags Alexander to the outside, landing badly on his back. Nice then continues to work away on the back and the mid section of Cedric throughout the match. Cedric gets a bit of the advantage, but Nice hits him with a big tackle and then continues to work away at the back and midsection of Alexander. Nice goes for a springboard moonsault, but Alexander gets his knees up. There's a drop kick to the knees of Nice, kick to the face in the corner, followed by a springboard flatliner. 
There's then a big Topekon Hilo from Alexander to Nice to the outside. Series of pin attempts from Alexander. Michinoku driver, but still only a two count. Nice hangs Alexander on the top rope and kicks him to the midsection, followed by knees to the midsection. Nice then gets in his face and calls him a fluke of a champion. There's a series of chops and strikes back and forth. Handspring kick from Alexander. Both are down. Cedric hits the Spanish fly, goes for the three count, but Nice gets his foot on the rope. Nice then counters the Lombard check, but eats a right hand. The ref holds Cedric back as Cedric is getting into uh, strikes into the corner. And then Nice comes back with a right hand himself. Nice hits the running knee to the corner, followed by a 450 splash. And Nice pins the former champion. One, yeah. two, three. Really great main event here. Uh, I wouldn't worry about watching much of the rest of the show. But if you want to see a great match, Tony Nice versus Cedric Alexander... I recommend both have put on fantastic matches in the last two weeks. Okay, that match sounds fun. And I like the storyline, and I like how Buddy Murphy is not there because he's still chilling in Melbourne. Yeah. You know, he's got to go get some more meat pies and crisps. Absolutely. Um, but what the fuck? Did you say Mike Canellis? Mike Canellis. <laughs> yeah, comes out with Maria. <laughs> um, like, you got my attention because of Maria, yeah. my favorite uh, ever. She's your goat, right? She is the goat. Um, but um, I'm forgetting his actual name now. Mike... Mike Bennett. Mike Bennett. Um, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. He's just he's just decided to to show up. Uh, Chris from Australia did have a little bit of feedback for two hundred five. Sure. He says Rush versus Dorado was a good match until the Canellises interfered. Nice versus Alexander was good storytelling. Good telling the story of a defeated champion. Uh, side note, while Buddy was back in Melbourne, he returned to Melbourne City Wrestling to see the next generation of Aussie wrestlers at the MCW Academy. Yes, I have seen some some photos of him uh, down there posing with other people, including posing with, uh, is it Adam, Adam Brooks, Adam Banks? I'm, forgetting, I'm blanking on his name, but he's posing with a bunch of uh, up-and-coming. I'm assuming there's going to be some, some more Aussie wrestlers. Yeah, maybe he's scouting, like, and that's... Yeah. He's like, I'll come back when I'm ready. He might be doing some scouting over He needs there. a faction. Yeah. He's the Aussie takeover team. Um, yeah, that sounds like fun. I'm just Mike Canellis, really? Yeah, it was, yeah, it took me by surprise. Interesting. Uh, so that's 205 in 205 yeah, seconds. Yeah, let's say, I think that was yeah, 205 was, seconds, just exactly. about. Um, okay, well, now let's talk about the May Young Classic. So while we get drunk. So what we smoke weed, we're just having fun, we don't care who sees, oh, so what we go out, we get a that's how it's supposed to be, cause you know I'm We're running out of songs that use the word young in. We'll find one. We'll, we'll find, find some songs. Yeah. May on Classic, October 10th, as... Uh, Final night of the second round for the tournament. We start off with Zeuxis versus Io Shirai. Uh, the camera shows us Jasmine Duke, Shayna Baszler, and Marina Shafir in the front row watching the tournament. Shayna, such a badass. Shayna, the goat. <laughs> See how easy I flip? Uh, this match scheduled for one fall and a 20 minute time limit where the crowd chiming, 20 minutes! <laughs> uh, 
Zeuxis has shaved the side of her head, I noticed, and has a new mask that fits her slightly better than... Slightly better and still not great. old one. Slightly. <laughs> Emphasis on slightly. Yeah. Um, handshake to start the match, but they both pull each other in, trying to psych the other out. There's let's go EO chance from the crowd. Uh, there's a big drop kick from EO, sending Zeuxis to the outside. Shirai goes for a springboard, but eats a forearm, followed by a basement drop kick. Eos possibly injured her shoulder as she falls to the outside. Zeuxis starts working away at the shoulder with strikes and submissions. Zeuxis used to be a paramedic, so she knows the body very well, Whoa. we're uh, told by the commentary team. There's double knees to the corner from Zeuxis. Eo comes back with some strikes. Zeuxis runs against the ropes, but Shirai runs after her, slides under the bottom rope and sweeps her feet away. Uh, she then jumps over the top rope and hits the dropkick this time, sending Zeuxis to the corner, where she hits a handstand double knees. Shirai tries to lock in a crossface, but Zeuxis counters with a Michinoku driver. Zeuxis then misses a moonsault and eats a dropkick to the face. Shirai goes for the Asai moonsault, but gets pushed off by Zeuxis, and Zeuxis climbs up to try and hit her Spanish fly from the top rope, but gets countered into a top rope hurricanrana. There's then a meteora to the back of Zeuxis' head yeah. in the middle of the ring, which looked deadly. Crazy. So she calls the what, what Andrade Cianamas's move, the double knees in the corner, the balls to the face. Yeah. Which I called walls to the face. She calls it the meteora. Yeah, meteora is the proper term yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. So she she calls it that. But then in this move, she hits it to the back of the of her head while she's not in the corner but double knees to the back of the head that's some like Kota Ibushi yeah, shit right here looked that really was crazy deadly that ended it for me I knew it was coming yeah. I knew it was coming uh, Io Shirai follows this up with the Asai Moonsault and gets the three count for the win um, what was interesting is there was actually no pin attempts in the whole match until the oh I didn't even know the end that. yeah it, would, it took me by the end I was like there, no one went for a pin at all hmm. uh but that takes us uh, next week. We'll then... Oh, I thought I noted this down. Who's Io Shirai got next week? I don't remember who she's uh, has to face, but... Oh, it'll be the winner of the next match. Right. Yeah. So... That uh, was, it was fun. I, I, I know Io Shirai had to go over. There's yeah, no she way. had to. Um, it, was, it was a fun little match. I enjoyed the pump handle driver, uh, the Michinoku driver. And I really like those double knees. And her moonsault is great. I think yeah. she could go really far as I well. I think so. I thought Zeuxis was a lot more impressive this week than yes. she was in the first yes, week. Yes. She didn't, I really didn't rate her at all, uh, apart from that Spanish fly. Yeah, exactly. Good. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought this was a good match. I thought uh, she looked way better. Uh, but the right person went over completely. We go to our second match of the night, which is Diona Perazzo versus Zia, Zaya, 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 Lee. Uh, we see Ricochet in the front row. He's wearing a hat and glasses. He looks like he's dressed in a Halloween costume, and his Halloween costume is Run DMC. Right. Like, he's got the, the chain, the glasses, the button-up. I shouldn't laugh. I always, If I'm wearing a button-up, I button it up all the way to the top, too. Yeah. I just don't rock chains, and I don't wear a fedora. However, I, too, have a bald head like Ricochet. Should I wear a fedora? Why not? Should I switch to fedoras? From fedoras and round glasses. I need gla I, I don't need glasses, but like I feel like it's a good style statement, a good fashion statement. But Do it. Ricochet looking fresh to death. 
Uh, handshake to start the match off. Uh, both exchange holds. There's a headlock takedown by Zaya Lee. Zaya gets her in a leg scissors and Perazzo handstands out of it. There's a pin attempt quite early on by Diona, but no pin. There's a big boot followed by a leg drop and an elbow drop from Zaya Lee. Another big boot in the corner from Lee, followed by a second rope kick to the face. Yeah, no, it was like a, a flying kick to the throat. Yeah. I was like, how how precise is this? You're, I don't know if she was aiming for the throw, but she hit her in the now, throat. Now, Zaya Lee hasn't been wrestling for too long, no. but she's got a, a big martial yeah, arts background. And definitely. She really showcases I was I, I was shocked that they said that, and I was like, oh, wait, she just did a flying kick to the, to the girl's throat, yeah. so good for her. <laughs> Uh, Perazzo hits a drop kick to the face for only a two count. Diona then starts working away at the arm, setting up for her Fujiwama armbar finisher. There's a kick to the midsection and she locks in the armbar. Zaya then counters this into a pin attempt. Diona locks in a key lock but gets arm dragged out of it by Zaya Lee, who follows up with a drop kick. Both are now down. They get back up, and there's an exchange of chops back and forth, followed by forearms. Zaya goes for a kick, but gets caught. She backflips out of it and strikes Perazzo with an enziguri. Zaya is now firing up, goes for a second rope clothesline, but gets caught with the Fujiwama armbar. This time she ties up the other arm so she really can't escape and gets the tap-out victory. Yeah, I thought this move looked really cool. I mean, the Fujiwara armbar from Diana Perazzo is already cool and then this time she like did like the arms the rings of Saturn almost yeah. like has it locked in so tight but then she's like screw this you already know how to counter it I'm gonna make sure you don't and then locks exactly. in the other arm I like the storytelling <laughs> there because she did get, lock in the move right. earlier on yeah. and Zaya manages to counter out so this time she was like no no escape this time um, I love Diana Perazzo she keeps getting better yeah. I, I, we've, I've seen her in NXT for quite a while, like here and there, and then now, like I'm, I'm starting to watch some more, more of her. I've seen her some of her indie stuff as well, but that shows like she understands wrestling completely. Yeah, you, you had your, your finishing move, which you promote is your move. You wear on the back of her jacket, which oddly enough, her ring jacket looks like she goes to the same person who makes jackets for Marty Squirrel. Interesting. <laughs> uh, it says Fujiwara Armbar Specialist on it. So then, in this match, she hits it. Zaya gets out of it. What do I do? I'm locking the move again, but make it so you can't get out of it. And it's just like, that's, that's smart. It's storytelling. Mm. She understands it completely. I, I think she is fantastic. So this sets up our first quarterfinal match, right. which will be Io Shirai versus Diona Perazzo. That's a tough that's one a to tough call. One. I feel like they're going to go with Shirai, but Diona's super over and and both are both are signed to wwe now so yeah um yeah that will be very interesting we go to our third match of the night which is tegan knox versus nicole matthews i must admit when going into this i'd forgotten who both these women were um, yes i forgot who tegan knox was I'm i sorry. both are kind of uh sort of generic looking but then i did Enjoy the match that once, followed. Once it showed the clips of Nicole Matthews running her mouth, I was like, oh yeah, yeah the, exactly. the angry ant is yeah. what I called her. Uh, which I I didn't realize, like, the last time I talked about her, I've seen her in the indies. Like, she's promoted for a bunch of Smash shows coming up. I've definitely seen her right. at Smash Wrestling here. She's They said she's from Vancouver. I was like, oh, then, I've, yeah, I've seen her. Seen I've her. seen her a bunch. Um, she changed her gear up this week. She's wearing more, like, 
it kind of hides her body a bit more. Yeah. It looked more... I feel like for a character that's... She's kind of like... Her character is like... She's a... She's an angry vet. Yeah. Really. Like, like I say, she's like your your mean aunt. Yeah. Um, she should dress more like a mean aunt. Like she should dress more like... <laughs> Like an evil lady, you know what I mean? Um, I still think her mouth skill, like her her talking here, is just makes me hate her yeah. instantly, which is great. So I love it. Yeah. Uh, so her in ring, not super into it, but I, I thought she could sell me with with that because she's just so evil. So Michael Cole is raving about Tegan Knox yes. as she goes into the ring. Uh, he repeats that he thinks. Uh, She's his pick to win right. the whole tournament. <laughs> and then Renee calls Michael out and says, you seem to get a pep in your step every time you see Tegan Knox. Oh. And then she tells her that her dad's in the audience. <laughs> which, I don't know if this was a warning or just another fact. She's like, calm down, Michael. Hey, Michael Cole, relax. Her dad is here. Stop we get it. it. She's cute and Welsh. <laughs> Chill. Um, handshake to start the match out. Uh, Nicole Matthews points to Tegan's knee brace. Uh, going, are you okay there? Are you okay? She looks down and then she just strikes her on the Ooh. back. Uh, vet's heel tactic there. Knox fights back with a series of strikes, sending Matthews to the outside. Tegan goes for a suicide dive but eats a right hand from, uh, from Matthews. Uh, she then ties her up in the ropes and kicks her repeatedly in the chest. Matthews sends her to the corner and hits a chop, followed by a drop kick for the two count crowd are fully behind Knox in this match with Tegan chants throughout the whole thing. There's a snap mare followed by a kick to the back from Knox. Matthews hits an elbow to the chest, clothesline and then a northern light suplex but only a two count. Knox gets caught with a lion tamer attempt but Tegan sends Matthews to the corner and hits a cannonball. Not the rolling cannonball, more of like a, a diving cannonball. Sure. Uh, which looked pretty cool. Uh, she then hits her finish, which is the shiniest wizard for the three counts. Nicole Matthews, my evil aunt, is eliminated from the Mae Young Classic. And uh, Michael Cole's pick is through to the next round, where she'll face Rhea Ripley oh. in the quarterfinals. Uh, I thought this was fine. You had the classic bully in Nicole Matthews here. Like, that's her character. She's a bully. She's mean and, and nasty. Uh, I had a feeling going in... I, I don't read ahead. I don't look ahead. That's the whole purpose of the show. I thought for sure Tegan Knox was going to go over here yeah. um, with the shiniest of wizards. Um, is that like a... Like, I know the movie's called The Shining Wizard, but, like, why is she calling it The Shiniest? Because hers is the best. Okay. It's the shiniest. Gotcha. Just check. finest. Finest. The shiniest. Um, it looked fine. I like Tegan Knox. Yeah. Um, I just find her a bit bland. I, like I said, I, <clears throat> I remembered... Everyone on this card from the first round except her. Yeah. So, uh... Exactly. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. As I... Just a yeah. bit generic... Generic gear. Generic... Yeah. Cute girl. Yeah. But she's... She's good. She's good. She's good. She is. Um, i taking that away from her. Oh, she's... She, but she's other people cool are standing out more. Um, clearly, going against Rhea Ripley, it's going to be another sort of bigger bully. See, I'm instantly like, I want Rhea Ripley to, to destroy her. Tegan Knox is pretty big in size as well. Like, she's not like the smallest, mm. but I feel like that'll be interesting as well, just because I, I like Rhea Ripley. I think yeah. she'll, she'll beat her up. Um, but I, I'm happy to see Tegan Knox go forward. So, main event of the evening is Mia Yim, my pick for the whole tournament, against uh, former Divas champion, Caitlyn. 
Um, there's a tentative handshake at the beginning from Mia Yim as her hand is is damaged and taped up, so she didn't really want yeah. to offer that right they hand. They showed the clip of the, the last time we saw Mia Yim in a match, and it was against uh, AK-47 uh, Sienna. And it's when she went to chop her on the outside and hits the, the turnbuckle. Oh. And it was loud. Like, I, I'm, I'm believing that this is a, a, a storyline, sure. a gimmick of some sorts. But, but that, that would have hurt. <laughs> that looked like it hurt. Like, yeah. realistically, she smacked her hand off that thing. Yeah. So someone tell me how they did that because that looked like it hurt. So, continuing the story of that, she has her hand taped up. Uh, there's a collar and elbow tie-up uh, to start the match with Mia pushing Caitlyn into the ropes. She nails Caitlyn with a chop but sells the hand, like, realizing that was a dumb thing to do. Right. Uh, dueling chance for both Caitlyn and Mia from the Full Sail crowd. There's a sliding D followed by three leg drops from Caitlyn. Rolling cannonball to the corner to Mia Yim. Uh, followed by a body scissors to Mia with a few rolling pin attempts. Mia fights out by rolling her elbow into the knee to break the leg scissors. Yim is sent to the outside. Caitlyn goes for a baseball slide but gets caught and has her leg driven into the apron. Mia then works on Caitlyn's leg and hits... Uh, which uh, Beth called a DDT to the leg, basically right, grabbing yeah. the ankle and driving it to the mat. But this is only a one count. Uh, she then locks in, i say, a modified standing figure four leg lock, um, working yeah, away at move. Caitlin's, uh, Caitlin's legs. This move made, made a lot of sense because you can't reverse it by rolling onto your belly yeah, because the other person stood up. Um, commentary team tell us that Yim has been rooming with Shayna Baszler and Jessamine Duke, so has been training more a submission style with those MMA specialists. Uh, Yim starts striking Caitlyn in the face, talks some trash, goes to strike her again, but Caitlyn moves, so Yim hits the mat with her bad hand. Caitlyn grabs the hand straight away and starts wrenching on it, then slams the hand to the mat. Caitlyn goes for a power slam, but her leg gives out and Yim lands on her for a pin attempt but Caitlyn kicks out. The camera then shows Caitlyn's leg here, which is really like pink and purple from all the leg kicks uh, from Yim. There's a flying tackle knocking Yim down, two body slams from Caitlyn. Yim pleads for mercy because her hand is like in agony, but suckers her in and goes for a right hand, but gets caught and Caitlyn hits a third slam, but Yim kicks out on two. Caitlin runs at her in the corner, but goes shoulder first in the turnbuckle. Yim then hits the soul food, or eat defeat, yes. which she won the first match with, but Caitlin kicks out. Caitlin then hits the spear. One, two, I thought this was over. Kick out. Right. Yim then rolls Caitlin up for a knee bar. Caitlin is screaming in agony as Mia Yim has been working on that leg throughout the whole match. And she taps out, giving Yim the win, who advances to the quarterfinals where she will face your pick for the tournament, mm. Tony Storm. This match was my favorite of this episode of the Absolutely. night, I thought. This was really great. Um, the fact that the story continues on from the first match with the hand yeah. instantly already adds more to this. It makes me remember where what, what happened before. It makes it feel like it's an advancing storyline in this tournament. Um, and Mia Yim is fantastic. Um, I like Caitlyn as well, but definitely the right girl won here. I, yeah. I really think Mia Yim is, is... Is she not signed already? The, the, She's signed now. Yeah, she has to be. Um, 
the the kick out of soul food, which again is it's going back, to, it's telling you the story, and and Caitlin kicks out of it, so you're like, oh my god, and then the same thing with the spear, which leveled here. Which, Caitlin does, Caitlin does a great spear. Does anyone remember when Caitlin speared AJ Lee in that contract <laughs> signing? It killed her, and every time she spears someone, it's like she kills them, um, and then Mia Yim kicked out, so it's like even bigger than that. Um, it, it's really great. I really like this. This was really fun. I would recommend to check this out. This is some good. Good stuff in this match. Um, Caitlin yeah. really impressed me here. Actually, she did. Yeah, I think great. I I look back and she was <coughs> she was in WWE before this women's yeah. revolution. So, like I know she was one of the better ones at the time, um, but still you kind of think of that generation of women's wrestlers. I was not, not such a fan of her, particularly before. fondly. And then considering she's had what is it four years <clears throat> off now as well. And she's delivering matches like this. I was really impressed by Caitlin. And so are the crowd as they end the show by chanting, Thank you, Caitlin. Uh, who knows if we'll see her again? Will we see her at Evolution? Uh, or do you think this is it for her wrestling career? Uh, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, for me, when I rem- remember watching her in WWE, she, would, she became the champion. Um, she really just had that spear, is what I remember. Yeah. Like, that's all I kind of remember. And then she kind of left, and then... Now she's back in this. I'm just wondering, like, maybe she's not an actual, like, super into wrestling mm. as m- maybe others are. We could see her at, like, if they do another Women's Rumble next year. Sure. She'd, she'd be perfect right. for that. I just don't know if I need to see her in a slot that could be someone else's up-and-coming kind sure. of thing. Like, like, I just don't know if I'm super interested, invested in that character. The the video packages for the Mayon Classic, certain wrestlers have different ones and hers was like yeah like I left WWE and then I had like a crazy divorce and I was like depressed and all these things I'm just wondering like wasn't it her that left WWE yeah so I'm just like wondering what's the story behind that I'm not I'm not sure behind that because to me I always remember her not she's super athletic and into bodybuilding great looks she's all that I just didn't feel like maybe her heart wasn't in it as much and maybe it still isn't but this was a fun little match, so she, was. she's not bad at this. Yeah. But, yeah, I just... I don't know. I, I To me, like, I think this is the extent of me and that character. Sure. This kind of thing. Without being mean. Um, do we have any feedback for some feedback. It? We yeah. do. Uh, Chris from Australia. Again. Third appearance tonight on the show. <laughs> uh, whilst an okay episode, I feel now we are getting toward the end of the series. Some of the matches didn't feel quarterfinal worthy. Yeah, the last one for me really did. The rest of them were were good, but... They felt quite quick and yeah. obvious outcomes. Yes. Um, yeah, I'd go along with that. Uh, this was not the strongest week. Uh, I think last week's was really good. Uh, Carlos from Sunny Scotland again. What a show. Eo just looks like a beast, as, sh- as does Miss Villain. Nox is so much fun to watch and has a likability not many ever get. The main event was unreal. Sign them up to the main roster. He's saying Caitlyn and Mia Yim go all the way to the top. Mm. Mia Yim is is far superior than a lot of people. Yeah, I think she's fantastic. Her in Impact proved that I she could be on the main roster mm. in WWE. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> uh, so that does it for feedback for this week. Oh no, we we do have a question from uh, Carlos. <laughs> Uh, if you guys were able to swap three main event roster talents out the company and take three from the Mae Young Classic, 
uh, that are now Storm or Eo, who would they be? Get rid of the bells. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd put Mia Yim there instead of... Brie Bella. <laughs> Brie, sure. Uh, Tony Storm? Nicky Miller. Sure. And Eo Shirai? Um, who else do I hate? Dana Brooke. Oh, you love Dana Brooke. Well, um, I used to love her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, why is Alicia Fox still there? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like from this May Young Classic this year, you're going to get a lot of people that they have signed and that they are going to push, whether it be the NXT UK, NXT, or eventual main rosters. So it's the same thing for like when we talk about or people ask us, hey, who do you think is going to get called up from NXT? It's like there's so, there's just only so many spots and you can't just replace people's like lives and then boop. like if you replace someone someone else has got to go so it's interesting but i don't know I, i've been enjoying this uh tournament this this mia yim versus caitlin was my favorite on this episode and i know just going forward the matches are just gonna keep getting better and yeah. better i'm just gonna get more invested into them so yeah i think the quarterfinals matches looks- so it's Mia Yim versus Tony Storm. Mia Yim versus Tony Storm. That's going to be, be fire. awesome. Your girl's going down. Tegan Knox versus Rhea Ripley. That should be good. Io Shirai versus Diona Perrazzo. Um, yeah. Tony Storm and, all the way. Yeah. Baby. Uh, <coughs> dying. Awesome. So you're dying. dying. So I think we should wrap it up here before you die. die. Um, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, yeah, go check out that um, that cruiserweight match. Go check out the main event of the May Young Classic if you haven't. Um, send us suggestions for uh, horror films and short movies on YouTube that we can watch and review. Uh, we'll leave up a Halloween feedback on the forum, so please give us some feedback for that, and we will be dropping a show hopefully sometime next week. Yeah. Um, do you want to send us off? Yes, definitely. Postwrestling.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. If you like our silly rambles, we do silliness on our Instagram stories all the time. At the D, at Davey Portman, Twitter and Instagram. Follow us, find us, tweet us. We love you. Um, Follow us on iTunes, on our Post Wrestling Up Next feed, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review us. Yeah, why aren't people rating and review us? We know you're there. You're listening. Just tell us. How you feel about us. Um, thank you to uh, all our for- forum feedback, to all the people who listen and message us and all that stuff. We love you, we love you. Thank you. Goodbye. Be safe. Ahoy! That's how it's supposed to be. Living young and wild and free. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. 
America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.